You're listening to Midlife State of Mind Podcast, hosted by Aaron Beadle and Belinda Fleming, two gals who dish on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life. Each episode, you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as they cover all the topics you need to know about midlife. Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind. I'm your host, Erin Beadle. And Belinda Fleming. Well, we are back today with another episode talking about when things don't fit in your life anymore. Ending friendships. Big one, right? Wow. That is a big one. And it's a fun topic too, right? We talk about all of the ways that we cultivate friendships throughout our lifetime. Some of those stay around for the duration of a lifetime and some of those wax and wane, wouldn't you say? Yeah. What is that saying? There's friends for a reason, friends for a season. It's true. And I was doing some reading on, you know, friendships and the evolution, if you want to call it a friendship. And it's actually very common, a common phenomenon for people to start to lose friendship when they reach midlife, which they call midlife is 25. Oh my heavens, (laughs) they need to update that. I was like, uh... Midlife is not 25. I know midlife isn't 50, but I mean, I call it around 35 to 40. You're yes. entering it, wouldn't you? Yes, that's what I say. Over 35. Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, at 35, I did not feel like I was in my midlife. I felt I feel like 50, even though I probably won't live to be 100. But <laughs> anyways, they just said, when people reach midlife, 25 and above, and I was like, wait, 25 is the new midlife? I thought... Maybe you need to check the date on that research, too. Maybe It, <laughs> it was, was actually pretty current. recent. Yeah. But I just thought that was kind of interesting that they said that. It, but basically, what the, the article... I re- actually did quite a bit of research on it. Our circle of friends starts... It begins to decrease after 25. And I think probably that's just because up until 25, you're in that college stage high you know the schooling phase where you have a lot more time on your hands and then 25 you're entering the workplace and then you have less time and I think in high school and college we're all doing lots of group activities whereas when we decide to get married or start a career we're a little more narrowing of our energy that we can do for extracurricular we're not involved in as many group activities. I don't know if that has something to do with it. No, I think so. Because 25, let's just say, is when you're entering the workforce. You may have gotten married. And and we all have seen friends that when they get in a relationship, kind of lose all their friends and their their partner becomes their one and only. Right. Just as a side note, for my boys, I've always tried to really emphasize the importance of maintaining friendships, even when they have serious relationships. You don't want to be a fair-weathered friend. You want to cultivate those relationships. And we talk about how you and I will plan to do a lunch together or we'll make plans with our book club. Just you have to always make the effort sometimes Mm -hmm. because you can get absorbed in building your career, starting your new family. And then one day you wake up and you go, oh gosh, where'd all my friends go? Right. You're friendless. <laughs> because we have to make that effort to maintain those friendships. The yeah. ones that we find the most valuable that bring joy and, and fun and all the things to our life. That's what this article was talking about, that when you reach, oftentimes people reach their 40s and 50s and then they look around and they are like, wait, I have no meaningful friends. <laughs> and, you know, we've talked about this, was that it's often hard to make friends as an adult. So if we 
think about some of the reasons why people, why friendships end, there's a number of reasons. One of the, I think, factors that friendships form around is common interests. And oftentimes I know for me and probably for you, when when your kids are in school, the room mom, you become friends with her. Maybe you wouldn't have been friends with her if she hadn't been the room mom because maybe your paths wouldn't have crossed. Absolutely. And but, then think about sports. If your child's involved in sports or extracurricular activities, those people become who you see. If you're an extroverted person, then you want to know and, and get to know these, these people. And, right. you, and you may even at events go to dinner together or whatever. And so those are friendships that, like you said, may be just a season of your life. Right. But then every now and then you find a gem of a friend that you met them because you were raising children at the same time. But you find that even after you've become an empty nester, you can still count on one hand the friends that you still keep in touch with, even though your children have grown. Yeah, well, we met in a mutual neighborhood party. If we hadn't lived in Hamilton Township together at the same time, we would never have probably crossed paths. So Um, I think in a lot of ways, our friendships happen just because as the universe unfolds and we're just living our life, our natural ability to navigate on a high vibration and we track the people that we're spending the most time with so if you're if you're involved in like we are at the yoga studio we attract friendships because of the common interest of yoga right those tend to be really high vibrational for the most part those people are on the same path that we're on and I genuinely love yoga people right but every now and then you'll meet someone that you know maybe your energy and their energy clash uh, yeah isn't it interesting (laughs) when you have And I'm really, and I think I know you are as well, right away, you can tell if you're going to like mesh with somebody. Right. Pick up on it very quickly. And the older we get, the wiser we are. And we're more selective about who we're going to exchange energy with. Because I don't have time for superficial. I don't have time for that negative energy. Or drama. Yeah. If I I smell drama, (laughs) you're out of it. I'm like, see you, bye. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'll be friendly, right? But we won't be friends. Well, well can yeah. you think of friendships that have ended that without any drama? It's just that things shifted, and you still think of that person as a you know a friend, uh, or you know you wish them well, but you don't interact with them anymore. But at some point in your life, they were really you know front and center for you. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think it's again, I liken like my true friendships to like a fire, if you will. Sometimes the fire is burning really hot and it's just like, bright. wow, yeah, yeah, bright. And you're just like getting all the warmth from it. And then sometimes it's just an ember, um, but it never goes out. And I, I have never had like a friendship that's ended on like a really bad note. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than maybe in middle school or. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go way back for the I mean, drama if I go back to Eighth grade, I think I did have a falling out with a friend, (laughs) but usually because I'm not a drama person and I just don't do drama that it's just more of you get busy. And that's one of the, I think the biggest reasons that friendships fade. It's just like they fade, they fall off. You just get busy and you just don't have as much, you know, time that person, or maybe you work together and you were like fast friends and then you change jobs. And don't you think it's important to have that friendship with your love relationship? whatever whomever you're involved in like friendship is important with our children friendship especially our adult children right. we're we're you know we're wanting to parent them and not be their best friend through until these. they get to be an adult right and with 
you being an empty nester right now, I know you have one son in college, you have two that are already out in the world adulting. How has the friendship evolved for you with your children? Definitely, I've always had, like I would say, good friendships with them, even when I was parenting them, because I always tried to listen, and which is what I think a good friend usually does. But definitely with my two older boys, and even my youngest, because he's he's an old man and like a 19-year-old body. But <laughs> an old soul. <laughs> he is totally an old soul. Friendships where they'll come to me for advice, knowing that I really have no input of making that decision, but they want to hear my my take on a situation. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, they respect what I, you know, I think, and I think it's from the years of me just really listening to them. Mm-hmm. It's funny because this is not really have to do with friendships, but when my kids were like in high school, you know, if you have girls, maybe sometimes you, and, and I know because you have three girls, do your girls like just chat and tell you everything? They're, they each have very different personalities. So they love to chat, but it's different for each person okay. of what they share. Because yeah. boys typically, and maybe maybe you've noticed this with yours, is they have to want to talk to you when they want to talk to you. Like if you're asking questions and they're not interested, you're going to get one word answer. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. No. Okay. I think that's across the board with my daughters and my sons. Okay. So, so maybe it's not a gender thing, yeah. but I know with my boys, they would always. I am a big reader at night and. You know, my husband would be sleeping. That's when they want to come in and, and they'd always want to come in. Like, right when I was at the end of the chapter and about to turn the light out. And they would want to tell me, you know, come in and like pour their heart and soul out. Aww. And it's like, you know, 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, i got to get up in the morning. And Jeff used to say to me, why don't you just tell them that you're going to bed? I'm like, no. Because this <laughs> I don't is my that opportunity, moment. you know, that we are connecting on this really deep level. Um, well, speaking of Jeff, um, how many years have you guys been married? Oh, gosh. hundred. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So it was 32 years in December, and everybody else always. Well, we're gonna do a whole like episode on marriage, I think. But well, I want to hear about how your friendship evolves and where you are today versus how how it was when you first met, because you were in college, I think. Yes, when you I was met in him. college, and Jeff was in the army. We definitely have always been very, very best friends. And I mean, and what does that mean to you, though? He is between him and my mom. They're the first two people that I always want to talk to. To share anything, anything good or anything good, bad, bad. The yeah. good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what a best friend is. Oh, I can't wait to tell them this or yes. ask their advice or... Yes. Or my touchstone. Mm-hmm. I you love know. that. Something's wrong. I need to like touch base with them for sure. And so he and I have just always been really just best friends. We so just... what does it look like when best friends disagree? Do you both just kind of just go, I need some space. I need some time. He never wants space. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a dog. I'm a cat. <laughs> that's funny. He's a dog. You know... Dogs love you no matter what. Right. You know, cats are like definitely more temperamental. And, moody. And, yeah, oh, a little yeah, bit yeah, moody. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, Would you say you're more of a cat or a dog? You know, I don't know. I guess it depends. I mean, we're both cancers and I do those, those signs resonate with me about personality traits. And every time I read something about a cancer, it says we're very moody and very emotional. We're water sign. Yeah, and water. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm a mixture. I can be a dog and a cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think probably just depending on your day, too, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's don't scratch me on my belly. <laughs> we'll be okay. 
<laughs> You're so funny. It's just like pet my head. Well, speaking of cats, I do have a cat, and I do a red light that I sit in front of every day. Give I, a little detail so they know what red light. Yeah, we so don't mean a red light sitting at her intersection. <laughs> no, I'm not turning tricks. Um, I'd have way more money. Actually, maybe I'd be starving. But um, it's an infrared light, red light, and it's for health and it stimulates collagen and it can help you with your sleep and I've had it for a year I've used it almost every single day it's the best money I ever spent I got it for my Christmas present a year ago and are your friendships better because of using this absolutely I'm a much better friend since using my red light (laughs) it's actually listed on one of the benefits I love it so what are the benefits that from your research that you did okay so well I want to tell you why do friendships end so we said sometimes it's friendships just kind of like fade away Sometimes it's because you've had it's because you've had something in common. But here's a big one: is divorce. Mm-hmm. And so, do you people pick sides sometimes? I was going to say, when you've gone through divorce, did you lose friends? It. I think it's what you just said though about falling away. It's that falling away because now I don't interact with that same group of people as a couple anymore. I still wish them the best, and I feel like that people are, are mature enough that they wish, you know, whoever's friend they were to begin with, obviously they're going to remain closer to that that, person, that that partner. And I hope that, you know, that we have really high level relationships with the people in your, throughout your marriage. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you divorce, you hope that those relationships still remain high level. I do think that sometimes there is just this obvious, there's no reason for me to participate with that person any longer, but there isn't a falling out. It's not like a negative. I don't like that person. It's just more like they were his friend first. And so I'm going to respect him. I don't want to like be inserting myself into that relationship and everything. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just an, a self-awareness thing. You obviously, you're going on, you're separating, that you're divorcing, and you're going on different paths, but occasionally you're going to cross paths with whomever might, you know, their friend might have been that was somewhat more of an acquaintance to me, and so they just remain an acquaintance okay. after divorce. So you never had any bad experiences personally? I really haven't. I've ended a few friendships for other reasons, but not because of a divorce situation, mm-hmm. but I don't like drama either, and I really try to take the high road in my interactions with acquaintances, with longtime friends. I do agree with you on the the information that you shared about the the fire and the embers and definitely there are times that I have friends from high school where I may not see them for you know years and years and then maybe we have a high school reunion and I feel like we pick up right, right where we, we left, left off. off but then it'll go years and years again right they're not a friend that's in your life every day but they always have that little ember that you always have that little spark of a friendship for them and if you run into them when you're down in your old stomping grounds you just give them a big giant hug and like yeah it'd be like you never lost so many any time. good memories and such a meaningful friendship that you just have that special place in your heart for it. And I have that with my cousins that I grew up with. And now we're all living all around the country and we rarely see each other. Sadly, as we get older into midlife, we only see our cousins and our aunts and uncles at funerals. And, at funerals. and that it really breaks my heart because yeah. I adore my cousins and I spent so many summers with them and have just a really strong bond that I'll always have. But 
it's the the fire and the little ember. Yeah. And so it's a it's a piece that they care you you carry them in your heart and you value even more as you get older those days where we talk about when we were growing yeah. up and our childhood memories. The older we get, the more special we realize those times were. We didn't know it at the time. Right. We certainly know it now. Well, so speaking of ending friendships, like what for you is something that ends a friendship? Or like thinking from, you don't have to name the person or even. It just has to be meaningful on both sides. I I really think that. But is there something that would be a deal breaker? Like we're not going to be friends anymore. If someone's repeating a pattern of not telling the truth, that's a really big one for me. Mm-hmm. And I will distance myself from that. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's probably the biggest thing, not telling the truth. So um, integrity and, and truth-telling. And, yeah, and I don't like and I can spot it, manipulation. That's a big yes. one for me too. And as old as we are, the, you know, the stage of our life that we're in, none of us have time for that. Right. And when I recognize it, I have to put an end to it. Yeah. And that means walking away from me. So do you put the hammer down? No. No. <laughs> I literally just move on. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wish that person the best. And um, uh, that's what I was going to say. So you don't you're have so funny. <laughs> I don't even have a hammer. <laughs> we need to get you one. How do you hang a picture in your house? <laughs> I, call, I use the sticky. What's that? The double sided oh, sticky okay. stuff. Um, command adhesive. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the things I think, because like I say, I don't do drama and I know you don't do drama, is that you don't have to, if you do have a friend that is maybe ending even if it's for a reason that maybe is somebody lied to you or they did something that was really hurtful to you it doesn't have to be a big to do yeah you can forgive them you don't even need closure with that person that's I'm a firm believer that you don't have to always get closure or give closure like sometimes it's just no point it's just let it unfold let it flow breathe and and you know, carry on. By taking the high road, so not like trashing them to other people or, because that's the one thing I have seen happen before is if somebody has had like a falling out with someone, but then they try to garner all the other people and gather the troops Mm -hmm. to kind of all turn on that one person. I've seen it happen more than once. Not just in middle school? (laughs) Yeah, not in middle school. Actually, this is adult women and I'm going, wow, what? Like, yeah, I felt, I felt like it was middle school, but you know, I don't want to participate in that no, kind of thing. I and I refuse to. No, yeah. Because we know that friendship, like, dwindle, if you will, in midlife. Or evolve. Evolve. We really want to nurture the friendships, the meaningful friendships that we have. Because, like you said at the beginning, we are all busy. We all have busy lives. We all have families, careers, activities, hobbies, or what have you. And so we have to really be mindful about pouring into those friendships. And like you and I, you were saying that we'll meet for lunch. So you have to be very intentional in. And it doesn't have to be every week. It doesn't have to be. No. It can be. It, it, there's no timetable on it. But it's just this act of making an effort to, to connect. Yeah, I yeah. agree. It's about the connection. And that connection doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be an enormous amount of time. It's just intentional connection. Right. And and if you know you're a person that is lets time pass and you want to make an effort, 
you know, put a note in your phone, like, or a little reminder, hey, reach out to Mary just to check in to see how her, her test results or to see how, you know, her son's wedding went or whatever it is. That's actually something that I do when I, when I talk to someone and they say, I've got this really big test coming up and I mean a diagnostic test. That's, you know, something that will impact someone's life depending on what the results are. When I have that conversation with them and they tell me what the date is that they're supposed to go, I literally will put it in my calendar and, so do I. and remind myself to reach out to them because yes. it's that important to me. Yes. And I've had people, when things were going on in my life, do that to me and it's one of the most meaningful things. Yes, when they follow back up with you the day after, it's, hey, how, how did everything turn out? It's yeah. just, it's really impactful. You just go, wow. It takes your breath. They really Doesn't care. It? Yeah. And it just touches your heart and, yeah. it, and, and it makes me want to be that kind to friend and so I do exactly that well you had a great little saying or a poem I don't know if you call it a poem or I I say poem and my family always makes fun of me I say poem how do you say it I say well I say poem (laughs) (laughs) that you sent to me a few weeks ago in preparation tomato tomato yeah potato potato (laughs) (laughs) David Gate shared this on one of his social media accounts and he lives in Asheville North Carolina and it really resonated with me This poem is titled, Friendship Will Save Us. Friendship is what will save us, so fall deeply in love with your friends. Date them, woo them, pursue them. Mark your anniversaries, celebrate their victories. Take care of their names when they're not in the room. Create a space for them where all truths are tender, for intimacy does not have to be reserved for romance, for crushes. Crushes do not belong only to lovers. They belong to friendships, so don't hide it when you find a bona fide ride or die, romantic or otherwise. I love that, yeah. And that is one of the things that I was going to say is celebrate your friendship anniversary or an important date mm-hmm. because it's not just that it has to be your romantic partner. It can be a friendship partner, and I think that especially you see that with kids or with like teenagers Mm -hmm. they have all these special but then as we age we kind of lose that ability maybe it's a sweetness it's a very it's a very sweet thing that I watch it with my daughter Zadie she's very social and she loves her circle of girlfriends they are very sweet to one another. They tell each other they love each other. Mm-hmm. They always are cheering each other on. I mean, it's it's really lovely to see. Mm-hmm. And I think as adult women and men, I think we need to get comfortable with cheering on our friends and being there for the, the what we call the anniversary of the friendship mm-hmm. or the milestones that you know that that matter. And I love what you said about you know your your husband and your mother. It's a touchstone moment when you want to reach out to them and share something. And those are the friendships. When we think about who is it we want to call first, those are the friendships that we're talking about in this poem, that mm-hmm. love on them, cherish them. When they're not in the room, be, be their biggest cheerleader. Because you hit on it earlier about people that will talk about you and not not lift you up when you're not there, those aren't our people. No, for sure. And, and if somebody's talking about 
another friend to you in a negative way, you know that they probably are doing that. The same thing about you. Yeah, to somebody else. And so... It's very telling. It's hard, though. I do have to say, it's not that I shy away from confrontation, but it is hard sometimes to feel like reprimandy. I have to overcome the unease. You don't want to police your friends. Right. But I have, I mean, I have to make myself say like, Hey, I'm not cool with you doing that because it's just, it's like kind of can be uncomfortable to, to do that. Speaking out about yeah, it. Yeah. Like to be like, Hey, that's not cool. So telling Belinda not too long ago, my husband was in India and I thought that I, I've had quite a few health challenges and it was a Friday night at like 11 o'clock and I thought I was having a little bit of a heart arrhythmia and I was like, Oh shit. Jeff's in India my two grown kids are in Savannah my mom's in Savannah my youngest is in Mercer far so I'm like who am I going to call and I was like I'll call Belinda because I know, first off, she's a nurse, but also I knew she would be there. She would I would drop everything. Yeah. I would answer the phone, even in the middle of the night. Yes. And I would get in my car and meet you or come pick you up and do yes. whatever. Because it's a real, when you're health, there's a health scare. That is a very sinking feeling to think, what am I going to do? And yes. no one wants to be alone going through something like that. Yes. Well, you know I would do the same for you. Absolutely. sure. Well, we did when you had your foot surgery, remember? (laughs) And it was so, it was the worst pain ever. I was not prepared for it because the doctor said, oh, this is so simple. But you have a high pain tolerance. Yes, I do. And I've had five children and I know what pain is. And I've had an ACL reconstruction. You know, all these things. I mean, she had a foot surgery. It was a bunionectomy and it was the most painful thing ever. She texted our friend group. Like, I'm crying. I'm in so much pain. We were like, who has pain pills they can take to Belinda? <laughs> Every one of you were just like, what can we do to help? Yeah. And I was, I mean, it felt like he took a sledgehammer to my right foot. He took that hammer that you're supposed to have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it is lovely to know that no matter what day or time that it is, that you do have those friends that you can yeah, call on. Can call. And of course we have our family and we have those family relationships, but it is wonderful to cultivate friendships with other human beings mm-hmm. outside of your family group. Well, yeah. And that's what we're that's why we're having this episode today. Totally. It's very important for us to recognize who those friends are, how to keep nurturing those relationships, and really just to grow and grow together with someone. They watch you go through the different phases of your life. And if we collect new new friends, you said it's a little bit harder in midlife to make friends, but sometimes, yeah, I think. I think that I'm just always open to wonderful people and lovely people and you and I don't ever meet a stranger. Exactly. And I I do believe that there are some friendships that will last a lifetime and there are some friendships that are going to come and go. And I still think there are wonderful people we've yet to even meet. Exactly. I think everybody, I think of most people that I meet as a friend, whether acquaintance friend or somebody that becomes a more important friend. Right. Um, I'm always open to meeting new people like you are and we, we enjoy getting to know other people. And you've moved to this new community here in Made Woodstock. tons of new neighbor friends. Yeah. And I've just been in loving it you know and I think about people that are going through a major life 
change. Maybe they've lost a loved one. I know in my own family, I've watched some family members having to navigate grief and just relationship changes. And it can be really hard. And so it's really important for us to reach out to one another and check on each other. For sure. It really is. Because we have no idea the struggles that even our closest friends might be going through. Maybe they haven't shared anything with us yet. And so those little nudges, when you get a nudge, to check on somebody and call them, do it. We're not promised tomorrow and I don't want to get all sappy or anything. I but <laughs> but I do I do believe in you know friendships will save us. Absolutely. Well and I think I shared with you maybe in one of the earlier episodes about how I'm trying to be very intentional about sharing my feelings and being open and vulnerable hey, I really want to be your friend and not sound, not be in a creep, not be creepy. Like they're like, what? but in the past I might've wait for them to make the first move right? because I don't want to be rejected. Right. Exactly. None of us want to be. And that's why as we get older, we tend to just not, yes. not, I love that. Reach out. Yeah. I love that you're making the effort and that you're intentional about that. Yes. I'm, I want to let people know how I feel, you know, oh, you're so cool, or I think you're amazing, or what have you, so. Oh, I love that. So, I think that we definitely both know a lot about friendships. We both, I think, have really good friends in our lives. So, these are the kind of statements that I use when I teach yoga sometimes. I was going to share just a couple that that are really powerful if you're really wanting to share how you feel about somebody and and not just say, you're pretty, or you're smart. You light up the room. You inspire me. You have the best laugh. I love how passionate you are. You make the world a better place by being in it. You are the bravest person that I know. I really respect you for what you've gone through and where you are today. You're incredible. You are an incredible friend and I'm so grateful that you and I are friends. And you truly make a difference. Aren't those lovely? Those are beautiful. I mean, yes. I just I just get so like overjoyed about like if someone told me that, okay, you had me at you light up the room. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you you light up my life. <laughs> Sing it, girl. I love it. Well, we hope that you have um, gotten a chuckle with us and that it's given you a chance to think about some of the friendships in your life. Maybe when you finish listening to this, you're going to reach out to that to that, that ember maybe that you haven't connected with in a while. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Follow us on all the socials, Midlife State of Mind podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to hear your thoughts and we can't wait till next time. See you later. Have a good week. Bye. This has been an E-Squared production.